Bailey's checkbox.
Good evening and welcome to Rebellious Jukebox here in Cam Glen Radio on 107.9 FM with me, Derek McCutcheon, with you for the next couple of hours through to 10 o'clock. Kind of gave you a clue at the start there, the jingle that opened the show was by the Buckhead Rage and they'll be in to join us, they've got a new album and we'll get a chance to chat about that as well. And we kicked off the show with the Gun Club, Mother of Earth, and here is the Kidney Flowers, this is their brand new single, got a brand new album coming as well, this is Mutiny. Standing in a straight line, then around your waistline. I'm Katie from Basketball Athlete and you're listening to Derek McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio.
<laughs> that was Saint Sappho there with Backburner. That's on our daytime playlist. I'm really enjoying that. This is also in the daytime playlist here at Cam Glen Radio. This is Human Renegade, and this is the Fallen Rising.
Derek McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio. Well, if you wanna get right to it, if you wanna get right to it, you wanna get right to it, get right to it with me. Watch when my fingers go. That was Nightcaller there, get right to it. And that's a new one that's on our daytime playlist as well. Now, I mentioned at the start of the show that the Bucket Edge would be in tonight. They've got a new album out. We're going to chat about the new album as well. The title of the album is Living in a Cult, and here's the title track.
fun being a Hells Angel? Well, so long as he behaves himself, I don't mind. If he doesn't get into trouble, I don't mind what he does. Surely being a Hells Angel by definition means getting into I trouble. I know, I know, that's the general opinion. But there's good and bad. And I think that he's one of the reasonable I mean, I'm not saying he's an angel. That was the Bucky Rage there, living in a cult, and I'm pleased to welcome the Bucky Rage to Cam Glenn once again, and, and obviously presenters at one point as well, so Hi, how, is, how is everybody? Good evening, Derek, very well, thank Fine. you, thanks for having us, now, from Cam Glenn Radio. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, Boys Yeah, you can see you've practised <laughs> for a few shows. <laughs> so, muscle memory. The Bucky Rage then. I know we've covered this ground before, possibly. How long's that been that the Bucket Age have existed? We've been over 20 years now, man and boy. So we know <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> Since Yorkshire, 1940. <laughs> many, many moons. About 20 years. 20 years. I've been in 40, 20. I think I've been in 1820s. Since the 1820s. So let's go for about 20. Let's cut this short. Uh, yeah. And we're going to talk about the album. How many albums? Depends how you count it. Three <laughs> albums, but eight studio releases overall. Yeah, some, something count. like that. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of. Um, we, we did an album and called it an album, and it almost broke me. And so thereafter, I've decided to never refer to it as an album because it was such a horrific thing. There's, like, a, there's a lot of bootlegs out there as well, but don't care. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of six track EPs. There's a few six track EPs. Yeah, so yeah. just to say that everything was called an EP after that one time we called an album an album. We were going to call that <laughs> album an EP for a while. Yeah, but it's an and album. We changed it so now they've cleared that up, there's eight. That's <laughs> 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 not the original question. <laughs> there's eight albums that are also EPs. 16, I make it. <laughs> and, and see, the only time that I, I noticed that that matters at all was the Scottish Album of the Year award. They've got a criteria what, what is an album. Not <laughs> <buy it. laughs> and what is that one? I think, I think it's eight tracks. And oh, obviously, hi. they've got some other criteria about the time scale. It's so got to be in, in Scottish. Because there's some albums that are out there. So I think we started off with six tracks, and then they get more, and then we had our albums worth that we cut down. Yes. And it was completely hellish to record and mix and master. But it's a great album, though. Buy it. Buy it, still buy it, though. Ah, yes. Turned out well. It's called Living in a Cult. <laughs> <laughs> it tackles a lot of issues. It sucks lyrics. It's actually called Under the Underground. <laughs> and yeah. it, took, it took too much out of me. 
It was, it was a lot. Yeah. It was and fun. There's no rhyme or reason to it now either, whether you have an album or whether you release singles or whether it's an EP. I don't know if there's a magic formula these days, you no, know. I don't think there is. And Pete's got it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Written down these front pockets. It's in my jotter. Well, funny, we were talking not to go off we were the Kosher Pickles were playing the other day at Elvis Shakespeare and? doing our album launch. And in front of us was a bunch of people who were all sort of similar ages to us who were there because it was an album launch and these kids walked past and going, it's an album launch. So I kind of went, look, looked at us went, it's on Spotify. So I went, all right, and walked away. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of went, right, okay. Yeah. I so, mean, the CDs so are... have got, a physical release, is that what you're saying? It could just be... Like, yeah, yeah, well, that is, it is for an older person, the physical release. And, uh-huh. and, and vinyl's had a resurgence as well, but again, it's, it's a certain... I think the problem is, like, come Christmas time, you don't know what to get your mum and dad for their Christmas, and Amazon sell Echoes and Alexas for half price. So what you're doing is taking out your own market for physical product, <laughs> you're getting your older relatives, like, a digital format. In yeah. my head, that's how it works. <laughs> In my humble opinion. <laughs> the only good thing about streaming services, and there's obviously no money in streaming services, but yeah, younger bands, I'm always amazed that younger bands will reference... Joy Division or The Clash and stuff like that so you know and I can still hear rubbish in, online in my day <laughs> you had to swap records you know uh, or, or you had to find that niche radio show yeah. to, to hear these tracks you just couldn't like, automatically okay, I mean, quite, it. it was the last FM for a while like when yeah. I first heard of that and suddenly I'd be like here's your last FM radio player and it'd just play all these things you'd never heard that were so yeah. close to things you like and going and at that point very honestly go how does this all work this is how do they know inside my brain is that putting value on it and then you're thinking yeah. But also, the positive thing is, there's a whole library of things for people to listen to. You just be listening to hundreds of things, you know, at once and make your snap decision there. Yeah, because we always talk about like, there's folk give away CDs at gigs or whatever, and you end up not playing them because it's giving it for free, you don't value it. Whereas you actually buy something, you value it, yeah. or you go online and listen to it. So you might not pay for it, you will hear it, kind of thing. So, so, so your record's £50. <laughs> and if you listen to it on Spotify, we expect you to be honest and pay us a pound directly every time you've heard it. Uh, every time you meet us. You I think to, people uh, out there do want to support bands, right enough. And and yeah. how else do you do that? You know, I mean, we, we listen to stuff on Spotify or whatever, and we I know think it's a not grand a performance does it for me. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I think you're absolutely right. I think, and we would be one of the same people to say it. We would go out and, and go to see, still go to see bands and support mm-hmm. local bands. And okay, definitely that's amazing. Mm. That's amazing. I think definitely touring bands, even when, if you're playing with touring bands, which we tend to do like quite often. We don't play that often, but when we do quite often support bands. Always make a point of buying their records. Um, you know, even though they quite often maybe won't listen to them, like yeah. the Devils, for example, who oh. were great live but on vinyl. Hellish, hellish, <laughs> what a terrible, awful band. <laughs> do you remember? We, we all, all the members of Spotify get a U2 album. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. Was a What's bonus. that all about? Apart from <laughs> yeah. the two guys who deserve the most, Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> now, living in a cult, you know, so you've got to give the album a title, and that's one of the tracks in the album. How did that end up being? It just seemed appropriate. Track? It's an invitation, yeah. isn't it? I think, yeah. like, the. the It took a while. We started recording this before lockdown, not long before lockdown. But also, we sort of demoed some bits and bobs. We didn't really have an album written, whereas previously we've always had kind of worked stuff up, played it live, etc., and then recorded it. 
So that's kind of like a day or something. Yeah, like well, a couple of hours, half an hour maybe yeah, tops. A lunch, a lunch but hour. With this, with it being sort of done, so it's like quite bitty. What was your actual question? Because there is an answer. How this became the title track. Ah, of the right. Album. So yeah, so we kind of just worked away on it on a song by song basis, and like we're going, oh, how's it going to go together? And I was like, I'm not thinking about that until this is finished. We'll get all the songs finished, see what it is then, and then we can work it a running order. What's going to be what with it? And it just sort of seemed living in a cult. Seem quite appropriate to like the best track that mm. uh, tied everything together. Not the best track, best title. I think also yeah. it's sort of we are a cult band. We're, not, <laughs> like, we're cult classics, not bestsellers. <laughs> so you know we've got this hardcore, rabid fan base. I think being in the Buckley is very much like living in a cult at times as well. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the things we've seen done and got away with and, <laughs> and seem to encourage in other people is very much cult behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. What does a Bucky Rage cult look like? Oh man, it's... <laughs> a cult of personalities. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to Nick the Stripper video generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be the closest thing I could describe there it There is to. a lot of negative connotations around cults but is this it? one is different yeah <laughs> yeah this one spreads joy for everyone it's more like lemonade and orange than kool-aid as i always say yeah. <laughs> that is what you it is what you always say now i'm going to try and squeeze in a few tracks from the album and we'll maybe pick some other stuff as well but the next one is waltzer what can you tell me about that one that was actually written pretty quickly and um, there's different wee bits added on but i remember it was just i, I you had punk, this beat, punky, didn't you? Yeah. Punky riff, and then I think again, just one line, and then all oh, right, okay, this is working, and and it just felt like, out of them all, it was the faster one we wrote. I yeah, think, you know, it, uh, what was a bit similar. It's quite there's not masses to it. It's it's a reference, a song. It's quite yeah, a. I, I always loved, also. always loved it. There was a thing that, that we put in one time. It was a, 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 a excerpt for that'll be the day, the, the movie, mm-hmm. the David Essex film. Where it's the waltzers and all that, and so was that, that sort of inspired. You're obsessed with that film, yeah, weren't you? I love that film. Yeah. And the video. The video was just a very. We had the song first, they were like, we should really do a video for this. And through my work, I work alongside this guy who runs a fun fair. As, or like, I, I supply him with temporary fence and Trevor Smith is Smith's fun fair. Cracking guy I've dealt with for 20 years. And he's, he's just a really good guy. And I said to him, Trevor, would you mind if we maybe came and filmed a video? We won't get in your way. He's like, just let me know when. Um, he's like, come when the fair's open, come when the fair's shut, do whatever you want. And I was like, brilliant. <laughs> so we turned up and Trevor wasn't there. And it was like, all the guys were just dismantling the waltzers to serve <laughs> <laughs> and, and kind of looking at us going if Trevor who's the boss has said it's okay it's fine but he's about half an hour before we have to really dismantle so uh, Trevor turned up and kind of like all sort of nice we got some bits and bobs done and then moved around the fair filming all the different bits in the ride and Trevor kind of got into it and sort of put the lights on and got us uh, on the merry go rounds and it was, it was just a proper laugh. It was apparently filmed by Martin Windybank, yeah. a co-creator. They'd done oh. the, the previous video as well. And Martin filmed this before, which had been a, a messy, messy night with us, kind of not having any clue as to what we'll do. But I, was, I think with this one, we had a bit more of an idea to go, right, well, to achieve this, we'll need that, and kind of, you know, took along recording it, so we could kind of play, or, you know, mince about in time with that kind of thing. We think it works really well, and it's yeah, sort it looks of... looks amazing. Yeah. The video is good. It's quite, um, it's, it's quite good fun. It's in 7K HD. Yeah. Now, we're not big in product placements, so other fun fairs are available. That's not true. <laughs> There's actually only one fun fair available, and it's Trevor Smith's <laughs> family <laughs> fun fair. Basically, <laughs> every. 
Here we are, the Buckhead Edge, and this is off the new album, This Is Waltzer. Buckhead Edge there with uh, Waltzer. Now, songwriting then, how, how does that work for you? Is this somebody writing the songs? Song. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. um, basically, like, probably a riff and I'll sing a wee bit and then go and dig out what I've been... I mean, usually it's inspired. I think if I've got one wee lyric, then I'll just build mm. the whole song around that. You know I mean? So, you're I the think, lyrics guy then? I think, in, like, in yeah, a general like sense, it's changed yeah. probably this... This album, more than any of them, I think, before it was previously, I've probably written, I've come up with riffs, and then I've kind of worked on them, add lyrics, and kind of work around them, and all that chip-in bits. But this one was different in that, you know, you had a song you kind of came with, I'm sure you had something you kind of came with, and it was kind of more collaborative in terms of folk having brought stuff to them work on, uh, which is good, it was different. It was kind of strange handing the reins over a bit, maybe. It's different in that there's programmed drums on some of the album we've yeah. not done that before so um, it's we had done it before in, in previously with the Vega one Oh yeah, chewing uh, gum. Right. No, you were playing drums in that. No, you played drums, but we done so it's different bits. But it's kind of generally, it's like quite often it'll be you be before we, we turn up to practice, or when we turn up to practice, whoever's there first, which is inevitably me, and go <laughs> off and shug. We'll be just messing about with stuff and come up with wee riffs and then we'll work into songs. But I say this time it's kind of you came with an idea, a deaf idea that you then had to kind of let us rageify a bit, which was a bit sort yeah. of a thing. I think we generally do that anyway, didn't we? I think it was because everybody chipped in more ideas. Mm. You know, everybody had a wee go. I think with it not, not being as written in form before recorded as well, it was more open at that. I think when it came in mixers, one of the tunes, um, what's the one that... Um, 
Buckle Up, was it Buckle Up? Mm-hmm. And it's like there's everyone's had a shot to play the keyboards on it. Like there's about 45 tracks of keyboards. <laughs> so everyone's had an idea on it and it was kind of going, right, let's delete all Spend of them apart from it. those two that I've done and the one that you've done, Pete. Have the ones we use. Well, it's been five years in the making, really, from yeah, start. Yeah. Um, it did a big lockdown pause, though. I mean, there was a while when nothing was happening with it. And there was yeah. so much. I think the last thing before this, the FYI, Love You, had been very live, very live sound and this having been done started a lockdown and bits and bobs done and added so much to it, it's kinda a lot more production to it as well, which is yeah. good and different for us, but also laughing it's taking us kinda probably three years of really working quite hard on yeah. that side it to then make it sound like the Bucky Rage again. It's hard yeah. to follow up a masterpiece like FYI Love You, there's a lot of pressure <laughs> to do that. Uh, sure. to, to do that justice and to move move on, do something different but still full of rage. Yeah. Are you rehearsing religiously? You know, are, are you Sunday? So is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really hard to rehearse just now. Like we, we for gigs, for, you know, for, for years we were in every Tuesday night, and it really was. And I think half the reason when we play it makes me quite drunk or whatever is because we rehearse like Not you know we'll yeah. really we'll get in and rehearse for three hours two or three hours and it's you hammer the set you hammer the set kind of thing so that you can turn up and you know you may not remember the gig but you've still played well yeah. kind of thing uh, but this year it's sort of like it's quite hard Since to get us all together really. yeah to get us all together in any regularity so even when gigs come up you tend to have one or two rehearsals before the gig, do that, and then it's like, right, when's the next thing? Kind of trying to work back the way as to how many rehearsals you get in again. Do so, being in week, like kind of week in, week out religiously, though, I think it's given us the ability to just go in and have one practice before. Yeah, yeah, but on the other side, of that, like, there's half of this new record we can't play. That's true. Uh, to, well, to, we haven't to, attempted to play yet. To, yeah. to a satisfactory level. Just didn't want to be right if we're going to do it justice, you know. What I mean? But I mean, obviously, you're a live band as well, you know. As, I mean, a lot of you know, people will make music that's not necessarily yeah, yeah. live as well. Oh, no, definitely. There's a lot about that, but it's sort of, I think for our own, our own prize, like, in a, yeah, we don't want to play things off this until they're ready, but we could do with having like a three month period of being in every week and maybe not having any gigs. To yeah. just focus and get it right, kind of thing. But also, we'll be wanting to work on the next thing as well. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> we do have about two albums worth of stuff sitting waiting to get investigated. Uh-huh. Well, we're such international jet setters these days. True. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get us in the same What about recording then? How do you do that? Do you get in the studio or do you yeah, do an element of self recording? <laughs> Kyle lies. <laughs> no, we we most got a good set up. Eh? Got a lot of tools and we've got space, so we've got everything we need to be quite yeah. independent. Yeah, eh? we've, we've done in the studio a couple of studios. One downstairs, down at Dilmarnock, finish the work stuff up in Al's. Um, yeah, we tend to do the kind of louder track and stuff either in a rehearsal room or the pickles rehearsal room, yeah. uh, where we can play nice loud guitars, have live drums and all that, and then tend to do kind of overdubs of synths and vocals at my house and the garage kind of thing and go down and make use of all the equipment that's sitting there. Otherwise it'd be unjustified. Yeah. <laughs> you were asking what the difference was in this one and what any one before. I mean, literally when we were doing it live, we'd do everything live. Yeah. Everybody yeah. would play, we'd sing it. Mm-hmm. So this time it was like almost... I think yeah, yeah some of them like I think snails started with it was a drum beat so with a drum beat that right okay so we're going to do with this drum beat then yeah. so then it's like well we'll just nick a riff off the country teasers so we've done 
that badly. And I right, okay, so what we do now? And it, it was you know, it was almost like that and it was it was good and totally different, but yeah. um yeah. Never again. It's yeah. never happening again. Next one will be very live. Yeah. <laughs> but now we've got um, session musicians, string sections, all that. It's a different sort of thing. I talked to bands, and, and obviously the, the COVID changed some things for people, and, and people were maybe forced into recording at home and that. And I always say that it kind of allows you to be more creative and uh, you, you know, you're not focused on that studio time. But it sounds to me like you guys would be more focused if there was studio time, if you're yeah. paying for studio. Yeah, that's <laughs> how we did Under the Underground, isn't it? We've, right? all, we've always been lucky in that our rehearsal we've record, apart from one album where we recorded at somewhere we chose to record at somewhere else we've always had our own space to do it so it's kind of it's we try not to end up spending forever doing it but you do kind of go in and go right you will record over this weekend and that weekend and that's the bulk of it done kind of thing yeah. but we could infinitely go on and do it we do have the kind of option to do that but that in itself kind of sucks the soul out of it a bit well, and with the mix and war side of things, it does come a point where, you know, as me and Pete tend to do that, you have like used to, would cope with it. <laughs> it's kind of, you have to go right, that's it done because you could spend forever and ever. Yes. And the amount of times you go, there's a finished mix, and then three months later, there's a new finished mix. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a trap, of it, isn't it? You know, like you're just in here one wee thing or that, and then if you change that bit. But even now, even now, if I listen through the whole thing, I can still go. There's like four things that would change. Uh, yeah. But like only four things that would well, that's, that's all right. You've yeah. got to complete it at some point, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. And, and yeah. move on, and you've got these well, other that, that albums to record. There's no test because it's kind of going. Oh, should we try and do this during lockdown? I'm, going, I'm not really saying anything during lockdown. It seemed kind of. We weren't inspired. It wasn't an inspiring time really, and the radio shows there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to do that we couldn't meet up to I think people didn't know what to do though as well because people were going, oh, we'll release an album. And I'm kind of going, I, I don't want to get stuck in a, you know, I don't want to go and release something and not be able to go and play it or do stuff with it. It's kind of, there's no rush here. Let's just wait and see how it pans out and kind of yeah. sell that as my approach. The path of least resistance. Like that just didn't seem like a, um, an inspiring thing to do at the time. Oh. Uh-huh. Like, to what end? That was it. To what end? Even they could have finished it and then you just stuck yeah. with it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad the radio show filled the whole for you as well because it was, it was good fun. I, that was, that, my pleasure was to, to listen to you oh, guys. Definitely <laughs> <not listening. laughs> it definitely was. Like, it was really funny at the time. What amused me more was listening to like the, the playbacks once we stopped doing it. And it's like things just referencing stuff that's definitely not happening. It's like, oh, this week <laughs> in the news, uh, it's been snowing and Nicola Sturgeon's been sledging. That uh, is April. <laughs> <laughs> the replays and we got the Christmas show in the middle of June. Uh, and, uh, that, that was so funny. And the pop-up shops. And <laughs> <laughs> I just utter nonsense. But and that was, at the start of lockdown, that was great because we're kind of, well, I was certainly not work as for loads. So it was like two or three days a week I was spending doing on our show. Um, yeah. Which was great, then kind of all went back to work and it became a lot more difficult to manage. Yeah, but. kept my breakdown at bay. <coughs> but no, I yeah. did. It was like every, every Wednesday night, it was just spent hours editing out the sounds. I was like having a party in the background, like opening <laughs> cans and drinking <laughs> glasses. <laughs> there was more time spent editing out the things that were not suitable for radio. Um, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to stick on some music, but I've, I've lined up something else as well. So, Saw the Light, tell me about that. This is. Uh, it's Peter Pete's uh, Magnus Opus. Uh, did you get a new guitar? I got a new guitar, and when you get a new guitar, a song comes with it. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> this is the song that came with it. It was like, guys, guys. And I had that lyric, the sort of light thing, mm-hmm. and it didn't see me, and again, it was just the one thing that we kept going. I, know you, I think you had something for it before. Yeah, I tried writing some lyrics, so I couldn't manage it. 
But, um, and then, so it changed <laughs> up again and, and like uh, collaboration. Mm-hmm. But uh, aye, it was good fun to do. It was quite different again for us, you know. And I said I'd line something up after it. So, do you remember way back to 2018 when you were in here? Yes. Yeah. And did yeah. the live session. Yeah, yeah. So, I've got some stuff on it. So, uh, nice. Peter Gunn and Satin Bow. And uh, maybe, maybe chat about covers and what were your approach to covers and that as well, which is, is another thing. But but let's have Saw the Light from the album and then let's have the Bucky Rays live here at Cam Glen Radio.
That was uh, the Bucky Rage live here at Cam Glen Radio with uh, oh, Peter Gunn and rides. Satin Bro. Satin Bow. Satin Bow. Bow. <laughs> now, I did before that. I mentioned obviously covers. So, what's your approach to covers? You know, is it is it classics that you really enjoy if yourselves? We like it and it's easy to play. We'll <laughs> <get> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> well, yeah, well, much it. what I've found is there's songs I've tried to cover that we can't cover well that become Bucky Rage songs. That's and there's right. other songs <laughs> yeah, that we try yeah, to cover. If you ever hear a suspicious riff, it's because we tried to cover the song it came from. <laughs> like um, Heartbreaker number one is Sham sixty nine. Postal Breakout. Yeah. Breakout. Yeah. And there's like a, I could rhyme off. Three yeah, albums worth. Yeah, there's, there's loads. Um, We're easily influenced, I think. No, I, think, I think like the cramps nights that we used to do with Colin Duff yeah. um, sort of forced us to learn some cramp songs, which is good because it's. That was how I started playing. I didn't play guitar at all, so all the tunes I knew were Bucket Rage tunes. So I don't know that many other tunes that kind of forced us to learn some other ones. Mm-hmm. And then you'd hear like Wild Man was another one that like, played in a different band. I thought we should do that, that'd be good. and Yes, it's, I don't know, we, we don't tend to do an awful lot of covers. Ghost Rider. Green Door. Yeah, Ghost Rider, Green Door and the Crusher. Really, and the Crusher, just, I, again, it was a cram snipe, but it became quite appropriate, sort of. Yeah. It's always good to get in the audience. There's ones we had fun with, actually, you know. And, and <coughs> There's a few we've messed up as well. Surfing Bird, which sounds dead easy, is impossible mm. to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> and a lot of the bands were like, things like Velvet Underground, the Stooges, unless you play it perfectly, it sounds rubbish. Aye. So it's quite hard to c- do so some covers as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think you have to make it your own, isn't it? Because it's, somebody's going to be listening. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, this is a classic track, and it's I just not quite that. Uh-huh. Now, it's putting a set list together, then, how easy or difficult is that? Okay, yeah, I think we. Depends we, on the gig, you know, we rehearse about 50. 50 songs then just start cutting out what we don't want yeah you know, I think we, we can well be like that be like, we do have the big list the big list has got every track that we play when it's it's huge but I think quite often it's we where we're playing who we're playing to so what type you, of night it is if you're headlining like your own gig we can play whatever we want be noisy messy psychedelic yeah um, if you're playing somewhere for it's maybe supporting other bands or surfing we'll obviously play poppy and any things and surfing or stuff and kind of it depends yeah it's kind of we've got a broad catalogue that we kind of suit to who we're playing with, and also, if, you know, there's times where if the audience have been quite dismissive, you suddenly go right, well, you're kind of twenty minute version of Ghost Rider, and just go to town <laughs> on them, kind of thing. So, um, or a folk, a folk are you can be surprised halfway through a same thing. Folks start wanting less poppy stuff, and kind of change up and go, you know, full mental or, or the other way, kind of thing. So, yeah, We've got uh, a big palette, and we use broad strokes. <laughs> <laughs> And an album launch, what's that look like then? Obviously, you're showcasing the album. Well, the last time we did it, uh, we were in Glasgow, and it all seemed a bit, I don't know, like... Uh, our experience with Elvis Shakespeare has been really good, you know, and they treated us really well, and it's, it's a really we're fun We're launching day. it this Saturday in Elvis Shakespeare. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I think our experience of playing through it is, is, is quite a sort of thrown-together sort of thing, and it makes it... The yeah, really good, I think. I think, yeah, I think not getting too caught up in it. Like I, I said, I think we can put three songs off that just now. So we're going to go through and play a gig, promote that we've got the new album out, and it's more of a reason for us to be playing more gigs. And we'll just it, it does that rather than it's not all about ground trying to play this album end to end. It's not that at all. It never has been. It's yeah. kind of uh, albums are always just a takeaway of. It's like a flyer for a gig. More mm-hmm. I think is the the, the expression. Always demanding the hits. Mm-hmm. You can't. 
disappoint them. Yeah, anybody does that. We don't let the fans down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we also don't so to well. answer but don't <laughs> answer your question <laughs> in any way. And you've I mean, you obviously you've travelled up and down the country recently, and and uh, the, the kidney flowers with you as well. And I know Grant's done a couple of small UK tours, and mm-hmm. and I think that's a good thing for getting the message out there and merch and stuff like that. Because familiarity in Glasgow, but he's content, doesn't yeah. it? You know, but some people really that don't. Play here, right? don't yeah. that much. We, I mean, we used to play quite a lot. I, 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 I had this realisation. We were talking about this, we played the other week at this fest for Benali, which is like a kind of private party and a field of a, a friend of ours. We've done it five years now and he's sort of going, and I'm kind of going, why do you keep inviting us back? Because we don't, we don't really sound like the other bands in the bill who are playing like, you know, King, Queens of the Stone, no, um, Kings of Leon covers and kind of middle decent yeah. guys and all uh-huh. that but you don't say the last thing going you're my daughter's favourite band and I'm kind of going <laughs> it's taken five years and I think like even the shoes which we've now played probably like 50 times Some talking them, to yeah. Sean recently that the first time he was playing it was only him Widget and Martin behind the bar going this is amazing everyone else going what is this get them off the stage this is atrocious <laughs> but the more you, the more they're subjected to like we go down there now we can have the keys to the city yeah. uh, for, like it just takes me a few times to get to know you and I think yeah. the kidney for us are doing that they're, you know, they're going to Northwich a few times or whatever and every time you go it's just more than folk, folk know uh, and like look at the video there guys folk crowd surfing jumping about yeah, going mad great. It's, I mean, and it's great the time they were down as well and they loved to do it I think it's, you, need, you need good venues who will put you on a few times I think really sort of have a bit of a network where you know it's good now that the, the kind of us can go to the shoes and we kind of build up yeah. bands we know down there and get everyone to know each other kind of network together because it's hard going but that's and kind of how you do it I guess and was a Kings of Leon cover too hard for you then was that oh, one like? <laughs> 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 enough four or five <laughs> or or <laughs> see the Kings of Leon was were ruined for me the, we had a neighbour when Charlie was just born there was this woman Cheryl stayed next door to us Cheryl who about three, Cheryl. The, three in the morning would put on my sex is on fire Kings of Leon if she was entertaining and this is Charlie had just been born. So you've got like a, a, a three-week-old baby who just got to sleep and suddenly you'd hear her shouting in, counting, what a dirty... And singing Set Kings of Leon. I'm like, what are you doing? Apart classic from Ru- Cheryl. <laughs> classic Cheryl. Magic pans on fire. So that, Kings, that's what ruined Kings. Apart from them ruining it for them themselves, that also ruined it. Yeah. And then calling your first child Leon as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Saturday, with Kings of Leon. <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, That's two right. o'clock in the afternoon. And launching a brand new album. Yeah. yeah. And is it released on, you know, obviously for the physical copies, I have to get Bandcamp then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can pre order a Bandcamp now. Uh, you right. can get pre order the digital or the CD. And if you pre order either, you get a free PDF magazine. Cool. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. 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 Yeah. Well, uh, Kyle, as Kyle's uh, his degree this year in the sort of it's all graphic design stuff. Yeah, uh, school of life. So he has done all the artwork for this, but not just this. There's like a whole box set. There's, yeah. so good there's loads of stuff. I did a limited run of ten boxes for my final project. Uh, so yeah, it's all sort of centered around seventies uh, teen annuals and mm-hmm. sort of fan club thing. Like that's the cult angle. Um, 
Yeah, basically just leaning right into it. And uh, there's uh, obviously the, the the project for your course yeah. is not what people are buying, but there's a yeah, PDF so showcase, uh, showcase so the, the PDFs from that, yeah, and it's basically set out like a 70s teen annual. It's like reading a copy of Jackie or something, or the, uh, Smash, the uh, Smash Hits of the Monkeys annual or something. We got some like, um, behind-the-scene copies. It's like your ideas sketchbook going from you know, yeah. rough drawings to final things and all that. It's, it's brilliant to see. Really it's really good. good. Um, cool. That's this card is part of the box. We bought you one of those. It's your fact yeah. membership card. I am in the card. actual yeah. box set is brilliant, but there's, there's, official, there's right? loads behind that. Yeah, yeah. Number 41. You're number 41. Nice. Just your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just listening. She says thanks for the mention. Oh, I uh, wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> like I've watched your phone. She'd hate that. I've lined up. I am drug. So you, you requested that one. We spoke uh-huh. earlier. So tell me about I am drug. It was probably it's an anti-drug song, saying that you are drug. Why do you take drugs? Because mm. you are drug. It's a yeah. tribute to Dali, but this was kicking about for years. It took a long time to perfect. Yeah, it? this yeah. this is the, the drum beat for this has been my ringtone for about five years, <laughs> and, it, and it took us like so long to. Well, we've recorded several versions of it in several yeah. mindsets, uh, and eventually it's just a bit of filler. Well, <laughs> we were talking up. about like trying to play songs and ripping off the riff. Um, that came about because that was me trying to do the bass line for Miami but back to the jury. <laughs> I was having a go at it, went, that's rubbish, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> and that's where it came out of. So oh, there you go. You didn't know that? You didn't know it? No, 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 that's that that's where it was. Right, so there was like seven different versions of this, and then one day went up to my house and just, you were up there shugging, the three of us just knocked it out. Like I told Alfred, this is easy. Why, we, why is it taking so long to knock out this happy wee tune? And then added the vocals to it, yeah. and it was done. Let's hear yeah. it then. I am drunk. Guys that used to go like Johnny Fury and name all these life of these guys that so they'd have that one hit and
There you are, uh, the Bucky Rage and I am drugging. And Kyle was showing me the project in the box set, and he's a visual band anyway, so yeah. I guess that all works for you, doesn't it? Yeah, and then uh, having Kyle in the band, is that all the reason Kyle's in the band because he's <laughs> all the artwork and stuff? Finally paying my rent, Ten yeah, years, ten years of rebuilding them. <laughs> it's been an investment. Uh, yeah, we are a treat for the eyes. Thank you. <laughs> are you worried that those kosher pickles brought out their album run about the same time? Does that worry you at all? No, not when you've got a better album to put in. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you've <laughs> there's no competition. Really. Yeah. So it's not, there's no competition. It's all mates. Yeah, it's all does love. Chris play on our album? He does. Yeah, he plays Chris mouth organ. On, on yeah. That. Does he get the, a credit? Shh. No. The, the, pe- the pickles have actually. I'm not even sure that we're credited on this. The pickles have probably been on like the last three Bucky yeah, Rage albums, just, and the uh, Rage have been on the pickles albums as well. So it's yeah. not. It's all. It's all one happy family. It's not a. There's not mm-hmm. a competition. Yeah, that's an amazing movie on I saw the light. That's right. Yeah. Do you know I'm finding those uh, reverse cowgirls quite elusive. You know I've been See, trying to get them in for a session. So. <laughs> nobody, nobody's wanting to do them. <laughs> Yeah, once well, the friends and new new songs will be up. Yeah, and and I saw you here obviously at the McCool's gig. That was that. That was looked. That was a good night with Mickey Rooney and the. Oh yes, Eagles. yes, Aye, that, that was a good night. Yeah, yeah. Aye. Aye. We played the last one. We played at the Ramshackle Bands Whitfield. Night, which was great. That that was magnificent. We've just got a new guitarist. That's how it's been taken a while. So again, it's good. Yeah, and she was great that night at the McCool's. Oh, she's you know, brilliant. Was, yeah. so it was, and we all went down, we all went down, uh, they took Buckfest down south, yep. and the cowgirls, kidney flowers and all that went. Aye, so we, yeah, the pickles, the rage, kidney flowers, cowgirls, what a party we had. Yeah, it was great fun. That was a and wild that, weekend. That, that, that was the first time Jane was away, uh, with her like second gig or something like that, you know, so... There's so many time. things that we cannot even talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the hilarious, like the, the, the funniest thing and it's the most pathetic thing was eventually getting to bed and then um, we were sleeping upstairs and Chris came up he's like, I've got an inflatable mattress but I'm too drunk to put it up. So, <laughs> so Kyle get back up to blow this mattress up. Meanwhile, Shug's just got to sleep. He's grumping in his sleep, moaning and shouting at Kyle in his sleep. And Kyle's going, purr, purr, purr. <laughs> <laughs> this mattress up. It's like it's some, like the it's elephant. some jazz band that's sneaked into your room. It wasn't the most hellish the experience. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even doing it purpose. He's trying to be quiet. I was trying my like best to be quiet. In the corner and all that. This is like the level of daftness. You're going to go, how do you explain this? to fell out over that mattress. This is the living in a cult aspect of it. Like <laughs> this is not normal behaviour. <laughs> and do you need that? you need a week's holiday after? Yeah, we have to. Yeah, we normally take the Monday off. We've always, we've always kept fit, fit enough to drive. But as, as my birthday and the Monday, so we'd played like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, recuperated. And some, this was the first time ever. So my birthday, where I'd started drunk and woke up sober as my <laughs> birthday went on. And, uh, yeah, I was a horrendous day. Yeah. Now you mentioned Buckfest down south, so there will will there be a Glasgow Buckfest this year? Hopefully, we had one planned. We had it planned for the thirteenth, no, but it's shot that, itself that, in the oh. face. So it's just finding another place and then making the effort all over again, you know, for you dig these places out and making it at Saturday night, you know. Like I said, I think it was any venues got a space in September because of shout. So I spoke to a couple of places and it's kind of there's places that are available. Some are, you know, some it just doesn't really work. It's like. 
ones would love to do a block, but they've kind of because they're busy with food, they need to go on light start at nine, which doesn't work. Or yeah. go to uh, room two, is it? Which sounds it looks amazing, but it's just it's too big, too expensive. The cools is booked, and it's kind of it's all about last minute. So we find the right venue, we could pull it together, but. We've got we'll a Wednesday in February. How's that suit you, lads? Yeah, <laughs> finding somewhere that's got an all-day Saturday and a, a very tolerant attitude to garage rock is um, not the easiest thing. So Yeah. We're, we're booking gigs here again. I'm kind of involved in that. They're, they're, they're Friday nights, but... Yeah. Who knows? Our, our if you ever want to get kicked out of that, just invite us along. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for an exit yeah. strategy, you're your guys. Well, you know, the, the last one we had was uh, Fat Black Cats, Middle right. Class Guilt, and... Um, Oh, can't remember the third one. That's terrible. But um, it was rowdy, and you know it works here. Yeah, so, rowdy guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was good fun. It was full. You know, it was a, it was a good night. We've got a new manager with us, Oscar. You want to say hello? Yeah. Hello, so, hello, hello. Yeah, that was Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about going forward? Then, you know, if we talk about the three different projects, then what's what's coming up gig wise? Is there anything? Saturday's I think we're back down to the shoes in November. Playing Leith Depot in October. Playing Leith Depot with the Brutes uh, yeah, with Bucky yeah. Rage. We're playing doing the Rage album launch this weekend. So there's a few Rage things going on. playing next week. No, Pickles are playing Thursday, this Thursday, Thursday at Thursday. Uh, Block. Oh, really? With Pete Bentham and the Dinner Ladies, which is really exciting. Nice. Uh, we, we, played, we, we played with them before. Uh, the Rage uh, played Lampel. them in about 2007 or something yeah. like that. But she's quite... Um, He's like a less, at the time, he was sort of like a, a slightly less grumpy Marky Smith with these two dinner ladies, ladies supporting support him. him. He's playing kind of jangly <laughs> guitar, singing songs about the scheme uh, and these ladies, <laughs> one of who is called Joyce Division. <laughs> <laughs> he's now got a full kind of backup band, he's, so he's a bit more full on foolish, but it's still quite yeah. kind of jangle pop songs of the street. Uh, Half man, half biscuit type thing. So yeah. that's on in Thursday. That'll be good fun. And the be... Cowgirls are playing in the thirtieth uh, December in Edinburgh. With I think now the albums are out for both bands. Ugly, ugly five guys. I think everyone's sort of looking forward to try like we'll get as many gigs in as we can. We're talking with folk and start booking for next year as well. So maybe we get some festivals and stuff. And we're going to go to Germany this year. Brenda it was like. Left it too late and it was going to cost us about a grand and a half to get there, which oh. is unfeasible to go and play two gigs, kind of thing. Yeah. So, we um, had great times there before because the same people are booked the clubs are amazing, you know. Thursday night, Al, do you know what time you're on? Um, Thursday night, I think the first band's on at nine o'clock, so I think we are middle band, so I'd say we're on about quarter to ten, something like that. Um, right. I think come down early, we'll be down if you're out and about, come down, we'll be having our pizza and stuff. Hang out, it'd be really good to see Pete Bentham as well. We've seen the pickles are playing very well just now, and uh, the other band, I think it's UMA or UME, it's one of these bands who've got a name you can't find online because no. it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> We're looking up um, Trip, like Triple X as a band name, that's no use searching that <laughs> online. Either. But if anyone needs a band, give us a shout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Thursday nights, um, I, I teach judo on a Thursday night, you know, but I know blocks are late gigs, so a ah, late right. gig, so I, I finish about quarter past nine up at the Caledonian Uni, so ah, right, perfect. you never know. No, but if him does look like we're happy, to, we just recently won our mates, but I kind of go, we wouldn't ask you to play. Uh, ask us. Ask us, we'll come play with MD, yeah. honestly. If you're uh, opening a you crash, you're opening a... He just loves playing. They didn't want to ask him about it on the first, nonsense. And if the reverse cowgirls need a wee warm-up, 
before their gig in December, there's a studio next Yes, morning. yes. <laughs> I'm putting I, pressure you know, on you. I, I mean, like, I uh, just getting up to speed and things, you know, and uh, Jane had to move the house, so it's all been about. After your life gets in the way, unfortunately, for yeah. adults, doesn't it? I'm not in any other bands myself, but well, it's nice you to seen. hear you guys talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got as little talent as you have, Kyle. So lucky I made it this far. I've told Grant from the Kidney Flowers we're starting a band. He's quite resistant to it, but I'm, I'm insistent, which works. I'm actually playing. I'm playing on uh, album launch for one of the songs. <laughs> yeah, on Clamberine. Clamberine. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go and play uh, key, bass keyboard. So it's true now, Grant. I've said it on air. It's definitely <laughs> happening. It's nailed. All four of us are trying to work out how we get in, into that band. We're all trying to join the kidney flowers. The guys have been away this week, obviously touring, and I've got, I've got all the albums in my house. They've turned up, so oh, um, right. look, looking very nice as well. So and sounding just great. Up there now, then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, um, no, they're still behind lock and key <laughs> at the moment. Now, t- final thing then, socials. You know, for people who want to find out everything that's going on. We, oh, we've just updated everything. So we're kind of yeah, usual Lovely ones. You said that. This is today. MySpace, Bebo, Twitter. <laughs> Yes. Grinder. Out so chat many rooms. Social media's now, and we're not. Did you just fell out with Meta, didn't you? Did you just fell out with Meta? I fell out with Meta. Meta fell out with me. I had to, I to create another profile, and I got to say it's one day. I went, do you want to try and send in your old pro-? I looked for a month, and I'm going, this is the worst time ever. I've got 1,500 folk on the Rage page who do engage with us, and then yeah. suddenly I had to rebuild, and I had like 60 folk join us. Like, this is hellish, but... One day just went, oh, come on, come on back. I'll let you sign back in. Yeah. And I've done nothing wrong. What I think I've done wrong was on Kyle's page, there's been this dwarf rock video I'd seen. I posted it on his page. I was at Kyle. And every 30 seconds later, I just tag him in it to try and get a reaction out of him. And I get banned two days later. So I think they thought I was bullying him. I for... didn't report it personally. <laughs> but um, that's... And, uh, the lads want to set up a TikTok for us. Maybe that'll happen one day. All oh. right, there you go. Yeah. We're on all the socials anyway. Just search for Bucky Rage and the good thing about uh, our name is really easy to Google. Like, it's only us that comes up. Or new album will be available to stream from this weekend uh, yeah, launching on the nineteenth. Uh, so it'll be on all streaming platforms. You can even check check it Physical your, platforms you buy you can... your reels and TikTok videos, it'll be on all that. Make us <laughs> King Can famous, please. Phone your lawyers, but I Googled Buckfest. Yeah. Oh, oh don't worry, I've already posters out there. I've already yeah. dealt with that guy's <laughs> legs. <laughs> His buck face is going to be um, ramps from here on in. Let's, <laughs> let's just say that. It's going to be a ramp fest anymore Did, of that cheek. Does he even know what tonic wine is? Oh, well, he's certainly tried to use it as evidence against me. But <laughs> <laughs> right, I've, I've last song off the album then, Hard Work Man. Tell us about that before we sure. stick on. Well, that's what we do. Be my bride, but oh, you want be my bride, yes, please. please. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was um, quite live and sort of what do you call when you're making it up? Should Kyle had went to the, Kyle had went to the toilet <laughs> and we played the riff and recorded this. And he came back up and had to learn the bass for a song that we just written and didn't know how it went. <laughs> so, <laughs> you done all right, that's, that's entirely accurate. Yeah, that's, that's how that went down. That's the best song in the album, yeah. It was like Village of the Down sort of vibe about it. That was mm. what we were trying to uh, get. You're showing you're the better key, the better guitarist in the yes, Bucky Rage. I showed how as a more prominent keyboard. It's always fun when we swap instruments. And I think Kyle's not there. We can't be greatness. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, thanks once more for coming in, and you know oh, you've, you've supported Cam Glenwell as well, and you're doing obviously that after us, mate. time, and we're all locked up in that as well. So, yeah, and um, I won't manage through to Edinburgh on Saturday, but have a good one, yeah, and uh, I'll definitely catch any other There's gigs. A, so. It's a busy time in Edinburgh anyway, so we'll get a good turnout. It'll yeah. be mental. We this played in January, and like half a leaf ended up outside this record. Uh-huh. It was still be festival time then, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you just get through there during the week with your mask on and get flyer everybody. That's all part of the experience through there as well, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Whoever's so lazy. <laughs> yeah, true. Right, be my bride, and we'll follow up with hard working man. But thanks again, guys. Thank you. Much appreciated.
Seven to five. He's just trying to survive. Well, it's here for Frankie. Frankie, Frankie. Frankie can't make it Cause things are just too hard Frankie can't make enough money Frankie can't buy enough food And Frankie's getting evicted Here for Frankie. Oh, Frankie, Frankie. Oh, Frankie, Frankie. So desperate He's gonna kill his wife and kid Frankie's gonna kill his kid Pointed at the six-month-old kid in the crib Oh, Frankie Shut up. 
Jennifer, Jennifer Frankie. Frankie, Frankie with a gun to his head. head. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Frankie's, Frankie's dead. dead.
Suicide there with uh, Frankie Teardrop, the Bucky Rage have left the building. Uh, that's probably a long song when we need to do stuff, and that's what I needed to do. But I think the changeover maybe not quite 100% worked there. Anyway, here's the, the monks. I know the, the guys, when they were doing their Bucky Rage show uh, during COVID, uh, spoke to the lead singer from the monks. This is from 1966, and this is I Hate You.
You're listening to Rebellious Jukebox with Derek McCutcheon on Camblen Radio 107.9 FM. Messer chops there with a Night Stripper and uh, I was coming to Glasgow. Hopefully they're coming to Glasgow because the gig's already been delayed and I do have my ticket for stereo. It's now Thursday the 16th of November. Bella and the Lugosi's there. Second album is out there now. Grab a copy of else you can. Uh, I'm not sure it's on the streaming services yet but if you do get in touch with the band you'll be able to buy it. Here's a track from it. This is Giving It All Away.
Derek McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio. Pharisees there with he built the motorway, seen them at a buck fest on that odd occasion. Here's something that's brand new, Soapbox. This, I think this is their second single. I really need to try and catch them live. This is Mad Jungle Beat. Sink. I like to sit back and hear them think 
McCutcheon. On Cam Glen Radio.
That was Pip Blom there with school. Now that's fairly new. So I'm not saying it's brand new, but it's fairly new. But I'll wait to take you back to 2015 now with the, creamy, the Creeping Ivies, and this is the Witch House. <laughs> McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio.
for me to go, that's the uh, Fat Black Cat Serie F51, I know they've got their new album on its way, and Jacob Yates and the Pearly Gate Lockpickers, I think their album's not far away either, here's a track from the last one to close the show, this is Mr Maroof spirituality no matter what your problems are I can help you solve them even desperate cases you will get results in 72 hours 100% guaranteed if you have relationships work business difficulties if you feel unloved unhappy unlucky I can remove evil spell and bad luck I am an international renowned spiritual healer and advisor, clairvoyant with spiritual power of my ancestral master spirit. I can help you with bringing back loved ones, domestic issues, family problems, depression, substance abuse, addiction, losing weight, impotency, infertility, immigration, court cases, breaking black magic, jinx, demonic forces, Anti-social behaviour in people, good luck, success in business, exams, career spiritual guidance, stress, job interview, marriage, etc. Your pain is my responsibility. Quick results, 100% guaranteed. One minute walk from Upton Park Station. Call 020-8471. One six six five for my mobile. Oh seven five oh six eight five four four nine two. If your husband or 
immediately. I can cure people who abuse alcohol and tobacco. I can unite a family if they are separated and protect them from a bad neighbor. Your pain is my responsibility.